The following podcast was made possible by the sponsorship of Teresa Leong Lee and by Catholic Digital Resources, where you can find downloadable faith formation resources and evangelization tools. Visit Catholic Digital Resources at CatholicDR.com to build your own faith and the faith of others. That's CatholicDR.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven. Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. When you do something foolish, do you feel stupid or do you feel God the Father comforting you, taking you into his arms like a doting daddy and reassuring you that everything's going to be okay? We all tend to feel dumb when we do something foolish. We make mistakes and sometimes we're so hard on ourselves about it that we, we beat ourselves up for it. And when we sin and we go to confession and Jesus and the priest absolves us and frees us from that sin and yet we don't forgive ourselves. Why is that? Why are we so hard on ourselves? Well, my friend, what I'd like to share with you right now is that the devil wants you to feel bad about yourself. There's a difference between being foolish for the Lord, as in the world says, don't do that, that's stupid, and the Lord is calling you to do it. Like, for example, standing up for God's plan for marriage, or uh, there are only two genders, male and female, and whatever God created, it wasn't a mistake, and who are we? We are not anybody to change our genders. The world is saying a whole lot of stuff that sounds very foolish to us who know the teachings of the Catholic Church and who know what Scripture says. But when we stand up against these lies of the world, the lies that Satan's been promulgating throughout the world to corrupt people, and ultimately is planned to bring them to hell, the hell that they don't believe in. When that happens, the devil is really trying to prevent us from doing what the Lord wants us to do. When we feel foolish because we have stood up for what the world says is foolish, Father God hugs us in a celebratory way. He's celebrating with us, yay, my precious daughter, yay, my precious son, you know, you have done well. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm so pleased with you. But to the Father, we're not just a servant. You know, we serve his kingdom, but we are his precious sons and daughters. And, you know, he just wants to hold us. Do you feel that hug? When we are foolish, not by the world's standards, but by our own standards, doing something stupid, like making a mistake, for example, or, like I said before, sinning and not forgiving ourselves for it. When we do something that makes us feel embarrassed, that is when God the Father wants to hug us, hold us in his arms, and comfort us, reassure us, and help us back up on our feet, and get going with whatever he wants us to be doing with our time. We tend to feel that a fault is something so terrible. When if somebody finds fault with us, 
we get all caught up in either defensiveness or offensiveness, you know, fighting back, or we just want to crawl away and curl up into our hole and, and hide. But that's not what God has in mind for you, my friend. That's not how God sees you. When we are foolish, making a, I'm talking about the kind of foolishness of making a mistake. The foolishness of simply doing something that's embarrassing, but there's nothing sinful about it. Right now, I just want to talk about that kind of foolishness. What comes to my mind as a kind of a role model and how to handle that is a movie that I saw. It's a, it's a nice, sweet romance movie where, you know, it's all about this woman who is an ordinary American falling in love with a prince of some unnamed other country. He's falling in love with her, of course. And, you know, there's that tension between, oh, you know, the prince is not supposed to fall in love with an American commoner. Because of that tension, there are people, she's invited to a banquet. And there are people who are at that banquet who know she's coming and think, oh, you know, she doesn't belong here with us. You know, she's a commoner and she does not belong here with us, the rich and the famous and the, the royalty. So they play a trick on her. One of them calls her on the phone just before the banquet and says, uh, by the way, the, the dress code has changed. We've all decided that we're going to dress casual. Well, you know what's coming, right? So she trusts them. And she comes dressed as casual as you can get, a t-shirt and, and ratty jeans. And, I mean, she's comfortable. Now, this was fiction, I realized. But as I was watching how she handled it, I thought, there's a lesson in there for me. At first, she was embarrassed. And her first thought was, I'm going to go home and, and change and I'll, you know, I'll come back. And the ladies who tricked her, you know, convinced her to, you know, no, 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 stay, just stay. Well... The prince sees what's happened and he stands up for her by, he goes and changes out of his very fancy clothes and changes into a t-shirt and jeans, shocking everybody when he shows up that way. What especially was meaningful to me was watching how this heroine faced up to the challenge of being ridiculed and made, you know, made to look like a fool. She quickly changed her attitude from, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed, I need to go home and change, or maybe I'll, I'll not even come back at all, to, hey, I'm just going to be myself. I'm okay. You know, I'm not the one who was stupid enough, foolish enough to try to make a fool out of me. They've got their problems. They're not my problems. I'm just going to enjoy myself. I don't care what others think of me. And that, my friend, is the key that we all need to grasp onto. The only opinion that should matter to us is God's opinion of us. The only opinion about us that really matters is God's opinion about us. And when someone makes us feel foolish or, which is more often the case, we do something foolish and we think other people are secretly mocking us or going, what a foolish thing to do. How stupid. When we fall into the trap of listening to what other people are saying or imagining what other people are saying, what happens? What makes Satan happy that this is happening? What happens is our focus gets on ourself 
and we, you know, it's like we either get defensive, we fight back, or we, we crawl into a little corner of self-pity. And the focus remains on ourselves as we're trying to lick our wounds, you know, we're trying to, to make ourselves feel better somehow, or we're trying to track down somebody, you know, a spouse or a friend who will make us feel better and reassure us that, no, oh, you're really okay. You wore the wrong clothes to that banquet, but you're still okay. Satan distracts us from being who we really are as God's children. It's one of the things that he does to interfere. Another thing that he does is to make us forget that God is not looking at us with such criticism. He's like the prince in that movie where God is saying, hey, I'm going to get down into the dirt with you. I'm going to look just as foolish to them. It'd be as if Jesus were to come in wearing a t-shirt and jeans because I showed up to a banquet in t-shirt and jeans by mistake. That's who God the Father is. He's like, oh, let me, let me hold you. Let me comfort you. When we focus on what is God saying as a doting daddy, as a wonderful God who loves us unconditionally, then our focus goes back to him and not on us. Yes, partly on us because at this moment, God is healing us getting us back up onto our feet so we can go and do what we're supposed to do, what he wants us to do, not what the devil wants us to do. You know, we can't do anything for the Lord unless we first have God minister to us. We need to first receive his love before we can give his love to the people who are hard to love, for example. We need to have the self-confidence that says, God the Father loves me no matter what stupid mistakes I do. Let me give you another little story to show as an example. Recently, my husband and I changed to a new parish and we became involved as readers. And today was my turn to read the scriptures. I read the first reading. I lead people through the responsorial psalm. I'm supposed to sit down behind, you know, in the sanctuary area, but social distancing back in the corner while the priest reads the gospel and then gives a homily. And then the next part of Mass begins, the prayers of the faithful, in which I stand up and read the prayers of the faithful before sitting down in my pew. I'm new at this church. In an old church where I used to, to do this sort of thing, the procedure was you sit down in your pew after you finish the readings, and then you come back up from there to read the prayers of the faithful. Well, I'm in automatic pilot mode when I'm doing something that, you know, that I was a little bit nervous about doing it because, hey, the new church, and it's been a long time since I've been a reader, and now I'm on live streaming as well. So I read the first reading, which I had rehearsed, did a pretty good job with it. I led people through the responsorial psalm, did a good job with that. When it was time for me to sit down back in the corner of the sanctuary area, I forgot I was supposed to do that. And I went to go sit down in the pew. And I heard somebody whisper, and I don't know whether it was my guardian angel maybe or somebody else, but I heard the whisper, you're not supposed to sit down there yet. So like I think, oh, right. And so I'm already down the steps of the sanctuary and I've bowed before the altar and I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to be down here. So I did an about face while the priest is 
coming up to the, you know, he's arriving at the Ambo, he's about to open his mouth, and I'm just marching past him to go to the seat in the back corner. Now, I could have felt very foolish. I mean, I did this in front of these people, I did it in front of the camera of live streaming, I did it in front of my new pastor. And I turned to God the Father. It was a real quick prayer. I said, Father, hold me. I did something stupid. I was made a fool of myself. I was foolish. Just hold me. And I remembered then that movie that where that heroine came dressed in the wrong clothes to the banquet, and they were all snooty, snobby people, rich, rich people who were looked down on commoners, and who cared what they thought. The only person that mattered to that heroine, his opinion that mattered was the prince. And he showed up in a t-shirt and jeans just to comfort her and help her feel like, you're okay with me. You're, you're still okay no matter what. No matter, no matter how you're dressed, you're still okay. Doesn't matter what those other people think. You're okay with me. And that's how I felt the Father ministering to me. In just a brief moment, you know, I just felt the Father saying, you're okay with me, Terry. And then I kind of snuggled back into the chair. I was sitting in the Father's lap. And he was holding me. And he was comforting me and saying, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, you didn't do anything sinful. You didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And then I thought, you know, there's a lot of people who need to hear this message. That when we make mistakes, when we do something that makes us look foolish, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It only matters what God the Father thinks. And He cares about you, my friend. He wants to hold you on His lap. He wants to comfort you. He wants to say, doesn't matter what other people think, I think you're awesome. I created you to be awesome and you are awesome. If you don't know the Father that way, come and read my book called 30 Days to the Father's Heart. It's available on a website. My website is 30 days, 30 as a three zero, 30 days to the Father's Heart dot com all one word together 30 days to the father's heart dot com and you can go through that website one chapter at a time and really and truly discover the kind of daddy that God is who holds you in his lap and says doesn't matter what you've done wrong I think you're awesome even though you've sinned because you have repented of that I think you're awesome Get to know your daddy, God, that way. God bless you. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.